And welcome to episode 268 of Dude and a Monkey. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I am joined by... Becky Foster, hello everybody. And Mark Foster, hello everybody. And we are here to review Not The Meg. No, we're not reviewing The Meg, are we? No. We are this week. <laughs> we'll review The Meg next week. Do you know what we are going to review, though? A film starring Margot Robbie, Simon Pegg and Mike Myers, which has pretty much gone direct to Amazon Prime in the UK. Because that's what our audience demands. We shall be reviewing Terminal. And we will talk about some what we watched. There may be some trailers. There'll be some general chinwaggery. And, yep. you know, we'll just, we'll, 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 we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. You know, we'll keep it, you know, pretty loosey-goosey, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to do now. Um, <laughs> I I will say, I'm off video games again. Oh, why? Right, because I spent 25 fucking hours beating Horizon Zero Dawn, and... I finished it, and it was just like, yeah, I could have fucking, I could have watched so many films in that bloody time. I don't feel, I don't feel fulfilled. It was good while it was on. It's like watching a film that's good while it's on, but it's 25 hours. (laughs) (laughs) And you've got, sometimes you've got to play bits that you don't really want to watch. Yeah. And like, literally, I was up until gone midnight on Monday night beating that fucking thing. Um, and it was like, because I like Sunday night, I was like, right, I should really go to bed before this next bit. Cause I think this might be getting towards the end. And that, that was fine. And I felt at peace, but then I was stuck on the bit towards the end. And like the time was just ratcheting up. So I was like, fuck it. I just put it on easy and I beat it in five minutes. <laughs> and you know, I was just like, right. What have I got out of that experience? It's a very, very pretty game. It's a very pretty game. And the combat's all right. I could have, I, I don't know, I could have watched some shit. I could have expanded my horizons. Or, Did you not find the right 
found the right game. The, the thing is, Bex, there is no right game. <laughs> Apart from Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, that game was the best game I will ever play. I sunk about 60 hours into that fucker and didn't even scratch the surface. And, you know, I, I that that was that was it. I think I think that was it for me. I, I think I'm broken. Well, I, I played recently on the gaming thing. Um, I, I Because essentially once the season's over, FIFA becomes a little bit irrelevant because yeah. you, you're playing it going, right, uh, you, you've exhausted all, all, all the kind of game options. But I realised that I hadn't played the journey yet on this this. On FIFA 19. The, the, second se- the second season of the journey. Yeah, I, I right. played it on the first one, and it was the first thing I played mm. on um, 17. I played that straight away, but I didn't play it on 18 for some reason. Mm. And I thought, Do you know what? I-, I want to play FIFA, but I'm bored of playing just game after game. game on career mode. It, it's like you said, it's not nourishing me in the way it should. So I'm going to give the journey a go. And the thing is, because I was talking to you while I was playing that case, one of X. And yeah. the thing is, the first one, right, what you do is you pick your club. Yeah. So you pick the club that you want to go to. So, you, so playing that, you're going to pick the club that you support. So I picked Liverpool. Um, and the, the whole crux of the game. Did you ever play the journey in the first one? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, I, I, I stopped playing in the you've been loaned out section. Right, well, I played all the way through it. Um, and by the end of the, the first one, you're back at your club um, and you've gone on to, if you are successful at the game, you've gone on to win the Premiership and you've gone on to win the FA Cup playing against that Novaru was your mate uh, who has gone to your greatest rival. So me playing against Liverpool, he'd gone to Man United. Now, on the second part of it um, it opens up during closed season so you're going through pre-season and basically gets your agent to tell you that Real Madrid are trying to buy you and you get really excited about going to Real Madrid because it's always been your dream to play for Real Madrid the biggest club in the world and then forces you to hand a transfer request in the move falls through because it proves to be a complete fake oh, that you were able to move. And basically, the club, mine being Liverpool, just fucking bomb you out because you because you dicked them off. <laughs> and so you end up at LA Galaxy. Shut so, the fuck up. Do you really? Yeah, you yeah. really do. You end up at LA Galaxy, <laughs> right? Um, so I'm playing it going, hang on a minute. This is supposed to be taking you through a journey as a as a young player, and it, it's you being that young player, anything like that. But I'm pissed off with this kid, <laughs> who I am actually playing because he's a, you know, he had it. He he was playing for his boyhood club, and he was dicking it off to go and play for fucking Real Madrid. Fuck off! So it actively makes you made me dislike the character I was playing. Yeah, you see, that's 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 no good, and also it's completely unrealistic. If you're someone who has been even tangibly linked with Real Madrid, even if it was bullshit, but it got you in the state where you're excited, 
you're obviously a better player than going to LA Galaxy. Yeah, you know, well, it, it, it literally it is. It, it's it, it it's paid as being your only choice. No, it's like you go, even though it would be a repeat of FIFA 17, but you go to a championship side if if, yeah. if, if it's that bad. Yeah. Or, and, I don't know, you go to Newcastle. But yeah, I, I ended up finishing the season of the whole thing with a winning the MLS Cup, winning League 1 with Paris Saint-Germain and winning the um, French League Cup. And uh, I've now got a sister who yeah. plays for um, the US national team. <laughs> what? Oh, oh that's right, yeah. You get injured and yeah. you, you, you play briefly as some other guy. You know, you know his mate, his, his other mate, his big tall mate that he plays with uh, at... Because uh, I got loaned out to Newcastle. The, the, the one that he actually... Yeah, the one at the other team who you then be friends with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Effectively, what happens is while you're playing in the in the US, when you connect with your daughter, with your daughter, with your sister that you never knew you had, you play a game as her. Well, actually, not a game. You play literally twenty five minutes of a game as her at one point, which is random. But then, when you go to the club you go to, you've got a choice of three clubs: it's either Atletico Madrid, PSG, or Bayern Munich. And I went for PSG. So the simple fact is that uh, that, that I, I I wanted to play um, and overshadow Neymar just to be a dick, nice. <laughs> um, which I did. I literally spent my entire time not passing to Neymar. Very good, <laughs> just to be an asshole. Um, but you get injured in like your fourth or fifth game and have two months out. So you start playing as the other kid, Danny Williams, for Liverpool to help resurrect his career. But you play one game as him, and then it gives you the opportunity, and it literally, and I'm mild, only mildly paraphrasing here, it gives you the option to continue playing as Danny Williams uh, and help revive his career, or skip to chapter six <laughs> and let him fail. <laughs> really? I think that is, that is actually yeah, literally yeah. what it says. Let him fail. It's like... Well, I'm going to play as him because A, I don't want to see him fail because he's quite a nice guy. Yeah. So I played with him for a while. And the weird thing is, I actually enjoyed playing with him more than I enjoyed playing with my own character. Because you're back in Liverpool. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it, it, it's good. And I, I still maintain that what they should do is... Because if, if, if I'd have played that straight away, I'd have then had another year to get to it playing it again. Mm. And I lost interest like last time. Mm. So I still maintain that what it, what they should do is start out and go, right, we've, you've got 10 hours there. And if you want, throughout the season, you can buy another four hours here for like three, four quid. Mm. And I guarantee you people will buy it. Yeah. You do 20 hours of gameplay rather than 10 hours of gameplay. And yeah, it might cost you an extra 15, 20 quid over a year. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, there you go, EA. Yeah, you know, you can slip me a... <laughs> slip me a free fucking game, you bitches. <laughs> In summation, games can get fucked. Right, moving on. Yeah. Um, big movie news. Um, movie news that isn't actually movie news, right? In the sense that Idris Elba 
might be playing Bond in the next Bond, but it's not the next Bond because they've just started shooting the next Bond. So yeah. it's the Bond after that. So it's the Bond in, the in five years' time. Yeah. But it seems to be a little bit like everybody's just kind of dicking around and kind of just... Is it testing the waters and seeing... D- d- well... Coincidentally, two weeks Friday, Idris Elba's directorial da- debut, Yardi, comes out. Yeah, it's a it, it's a good way of keeping your you yourself in the news, isn't it, Idris? It is indeed. Uh, so, taking away from all that, Ian, few po- and both of course, both yeah. Um, a few questions related to this, as in a. Would you would would Idris Elba be your choice for Bond? Is a, is the first part of it. Um, second part of it, would you have a problem with him playing Bond? And that's not relating to race or anything like that. It's just for the actor he is. And the third part is, if they did announce that he was going to be the next Bond, even if he wasn't your first choice, would you be like, all right, it's kind of interesting. I'm, I'm for that. Fucking. He's a bit old, in, in all yeah. honesty. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, you know, an actor of any race or ethnicity that old to start playing Bond is a little bit weird to me. So maybe maybe it's ageist of me. I don't know. I mean, how old is he? Well, that's, I think, I think he's, he's mid to late 40s. Now, the thing is, what I've seen sort of bounded about a lot with this, because uh, w- with that uh, accusation there, uh, 1972, so he's 46. Yeah, 46. Yeah. So he'd be 49, 50, probably around about by the time the, the first Bond came out. It's a bit old for Bond. It is. And what people keep saying is, well, hang on a minute. Uh, Tom Cruise has just done Fallout, Mission Impossible Fallout, and he's 57, is it? Mm. So you, you can't use that. But the thing is, if you get him, you're looking at a minimum of three movies. Yeah. Ideally, personally, I don't think a Bond should go beyond three movies. I think three movies is a nice round number for a, a series of films that has somebody that's going to interchange. You're always going to have a different actor. Yeah. It's not like Ethan Hunt where it's, it's it is Tom Cruise. Secondly, Tom Cruise is very much an anomaly. Yeah, he is. Yeah. In, in terms of that. But then the other thing you could throw out there is, does Bond necessarily have to have a level of physicality to it? But the other point is, is he is going to be 50, 57 by the time, by the time he's, he's, he's releasing the last one. Mm. And it just seems like, like you say, it just seems a little too old for Bond. I, I would think that when Bond, James Bond, the service agent, gets to 55. Did they... you realise you just did Bond, James Bond? Yeah, I, did, I didn't realise I did it, but I did do it. Um, <laughs> when he gets like 55, I have a feeling they're going to go, do you know what? We hate to say it, but you're probably not, you, you, you're too old for actual right. service, so can you retire? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that... No, sorry, Bex, go on. That, like the actual 007, like someone working in that role, yes, they yeah. would be retired. Yeah, they would yeah. be not like retired, like killed. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, Dan, Daniel Craig is 50 and he's about to do his last one. I think yeah. doing your last bond in your early 50s is fine. 
Yeah. I think doing your first Bond in your mid-40s, nah. Now, there is a contingent that of Riz Ahmed supporters for this, and I'm fucking down. Why the fuck not? That man could be little bit a little bit streety growing into suave can i can i throw out a, a, a concern i'd have with that mm-hmm. and he probably could but could he have the physicality of boy, boy would need to bulk up don't get me wrong he, boy he would need bulk, to bulk up bulk up an awful lot i i'm i'm still and i've been i've been peddling this one for a long time haven't i Ian? i still think if they're going to go the way they've had the brawler bond with Daniel Craig for the past four movies. Yeah. Uh, if they're wanting to go down the more suave but modern bond. Yeah. Dan Stevens. Yeah. I mean, that. I mean, like it, 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 it depends. I mean, like I'm all I'm saying is could not give a. Fuck what colour his skin is or what background oh, well, he has in real life. Could not give a flying fuck. No. So I, I you know people whining about it. Double or seven, it, it's just a position, yeah. isn't it? It's a it's an agent number. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't have to be anything. Well so far. Double or seven do you know He's been played quite well, sorry. You know, I'm not I'm not advocating for it, but double O seven could be a woman who is put into that agent number. Well that's it, it could I, be anything. I'd be fine with that. It's like Store manager. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just a job role. <laughs> it's like store. No, you're right. <laughs> it is as blunt I, as that. I, I, I'm now imagining, weird thing is when you said that, I'm now imagining Daniel Craig as Bond, as like a fucking manager. But it, it, it's of like a Tesco Express or something like that. No, just head. looking really, just looking fucking like really suddenly at people who are coming up. As he has to lean over and just press the fucking authorised I mean, thing for some old woman buying whiskey. No, I, I, in, my, in my brain, it's Roger Moore dressed up all Bondy, stood behind her. I mean, there's, there, there is a contingent of people who maintain that James Bond is almost like a title in itself. And it's like MI6 basically assign the name James Bond. Bond. Yeah to people yeah which i think is a really really interesting idea now i mean to be fair skyfall has pretty much fucking put that to bed with the daniel craig iteration because as it got, kind of goes into his family history um and i, I mean like i don't know like oh. i think on a majesty's secret service talk about the bond family crest but i like that idea um why <laughs> not have that Maybe you're only allowed to apply to be it, 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 seven it, if your name is James if Bond. If your name is James Bond. <laughs> what I find it, 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 is, is the, the fact that people, people keep saying, no, he, he, must be, he, he must be English and he must be white and no, no, no. It's like, well, Sean Connery's Scottish. Pierce Brosnan was, is Irish still. I'm about to say it was, but he still is Irish. He's not dead, babe. Um, <gasps> well, I've got another bit. And... Um, <laughs> What's it? Was American? <laughs> you know, it's it's bullshit. You know, if, if they come out and cast Idris Elba as Bond, I would be there saying, "Do you know what? He's not my choice." But fuck it, I'm for that. I 
Sorry, I'm that's... Just, I'm just saying like that, but it's just... It wouldn't be my first choice. I find him very samey in things. I mm. don't think he's as great as people seem to think he is. No, but you were very against him being in the Dark Tower and then loved him in it. Yeah, he thought he's, he's good in the Dark Tower. But uh, can, I, can I say, though, one, one thing about it? Go on. The Bond thing. Go on. Just not fucking Tom Hiddleston. It's not, not going to happen. No, no, he's too scrawny as well, though. It, it, it just seems a little bit too obvious. Yeah. It, it seems a little bit... Tom Hiddleston would have been perfect for Bond in 1997. Yeah. Like, he'd have been perfect for it. I, I, I think, well, the only thing now is the fact that he doesn't have the Marvel... Well, after Infinity War, we assume he doesn't have the Marvel films anymore. So maybe Hiddleston is going to be looking for a bit of a franchise. Um, yeah. But it, 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 that would be a wrong move. I mean, shit, man. I mean... Henry Cavill, Dan Stevens, fucking uh, Riz Ahmed. Like I'm, I'm. I would, I would watch the fuck out of a Riz Ahmed Bond, and I would love how fucking mad people would go. I mean, Jesus Christ, when Daniel Craig got cast, people were pissed off because he's blonde. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Blondnotbond.com. Yeah, not Bond, uh, and then literally. Ten minutes at the Casino Royale, people were like, oh, fucking hell, this is good. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and I genuinely do think that Casino Royale is not just a great Bond movie. I really do think Casino Royale is a, is a fucking ceiling for how good Bond can be. Is that the first one? Yeah, yeah. it's Daniel Craig, I think, there... I think there was an argument... 2006 it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I think there was an argument that he should have been nominated for an Academy Award for the performance in that because he gets the he gets the arrogance, the turmoil, and the um, that, that never happened with Bond. He, Bond, he truly fucking fell in love with somebody that he shouldn't have fallen in love with, and it broke him, and that's what gave us the rest of the fucking movies. It's what made everything else so compelling. And it all boils, I think, down to one fucking scene in the whole thing that it where it went, right, this is a fun Bond movie, it's a good Bond movie, fun Bond movie, look at him run across there, and he's going on that, what is it, there we go, it's a fun Bond movie, he's playing, he's playing now, he's playing Parker, he's good, it's good, it's good. Mm-hmm. And then the bit where you get to it and go, oh, this is fucking different, is the bit after he's just killed somebody in the stairwell, and he goes up and she's just in the shower. Oh, just, yeah. And crying, and he gets in and turns the shower on with her. And it's and Martin Cameron does a great thing where he pulls the camera out, mm-hmm. and so it's not front and center at focus. No, it's to the left. Yeah, and you're seeing the rest of the room. You're just seeing them there, and it's at that moment where you go right. The entire rest of it. It's not the bit where she fucking dies at the end or anything like that. that is the entire rest of it is built upon that moment because it's the. You're seeing somebody who has who is humanity is not just this programmed fucking robot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sorry, I, 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 I mean, I, I agree. Casino Royale is fantastic. Is fantastic. That is a fantastic film. I, I have a penchant for Skyfall, but more from a how it kind of twists the the Bond mythos, but is also an insanely good looking film. Like, like the fact that Deakins didn't win best cinematography that year is staggering to me. Like that Skyfall is a fucking amazing looking film. It is, it is an inc- 
incredibly beautiful film. Like, just that fucking fight against that, like... In the skyscraper. Ne- that, that neon fucking yeah. thing in the background. It's just the fight in the shadows. Jesus fucking wet. That is... Oh. Also, the way that it, it the way that it shifts, it doesn't just go for a neon palette, Skyfall. Beacons doesn't just go, right, neon's cool at the moment, I'm going to do neon. Mm. He shifts palettes throughout the entire movie. But it all feels like it's part of the same thing. Yeah. Um, so by the end of it, you've got that. You've got the fucking rolling hills, and you've. But he's still the connecting tissue. Is so much of it is done in silhouette. Shoots yeah. the fuck out of the Highlands as well. He does yeah. shoot the fuck out of the Highlands, but it also feels like a bond movie. Also, Judy mm. Dench dies, <laughs> which is always a bonus. Because <laughs> you don't like Judy Dench. I really don't like it. Though. No, you don't. <laughs> So there's that. Yeah. No, I, it, sorry. They're, they're good. The, 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 the three bonds, they've taken it in a new direction and they need to decide whether they want to, where they want to take it next, really, mm. don't they? Yeah. And I just, do you know what? I'd, I'd be interested to see an Idris Elba Bond movie. But would I be interested to see three Idris Elba Bond movies? No. Just, I do... I do wish Craig gave it up after Spectre, just because... Yeah, I, I, I think he... I, the weird thing is, I think he wanted to, but then the idea of working on a Danny Boyle Bond movie... And, and $50 million yeah. or whatever the fuck he's been $50 million, and, and isn't it $50 million and five points as oh, well? Oh, Jesus, really? Yeah, I, re- I, re- I read that it was... that They basically offered him oh, eight, $80 million to make it, um, and he turned it down, and then when they offered him fifty million and five points, what like it, on the gross? On the gross, apparently. Fucking yeah. what? Yeah, that's that. That's basically fucking Iron Man two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that is Downey Junior shit. So he 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 literally he could end up making what a hundred million. Yeah, straight. Yeah, no, straight up. That fucker does a billion, which if it, it's Craig's last film directed by Danny Boyle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shit. Spectre did Spectre do a bit? No, hang on. Skyfall Spectre. definitely did. Skyfall did. Spectre didn't quite a dog. Yeah, that, yeah. I remember Spectre kind of like f- fucking the dog slightly. Fucking the dog. <laughs> it, it, I think it just. I, I think Spectre just. Well, do you know what? I think it had a shit song. Who did the song for Spectre? Sam Smith. Fucking Sam Smith, and he won the bloody Oscar for it. That was fucking dire. Dire film. That like, song. Statement: Eight hundred million. Yeah. That man would. That man would pocket ninety million <laughs> for, for making one movie. But and do you know what? It, there's no. There's no criticism of it. It's a. Do you know what? Fair enough. Yeah. Fair it, it enough. Just, because it, it literally, he does already does what the fuck he wants in between things. Yeah. It's just don't be a miserable bastard in the press tour. Just like they're, oh, they're paying like him so much money, and uh, I mean, it just I'm, like the whole kind of like I'd rather slip my wrist than play Bond again thing. It's like, mate, fucking woe is me. Fuck off. <laughs> it was that, but I kind of quite like that. I also like the fact that. The mental thing is, he lives about. Um, he, he lives in LA, um, and he lives about forty miles away from where we live. 
Do they? Yeah, yeah, and Rachel Vice about 40 miles away from where we live. Um, and, but he, every time Liverpool play in America, he fucking goes and meets all the players. <laughs> oh, I saw that, yeah. That is a massive Liverpool fan. He had a really off somewhere. Didn't he, didn't he, did, like, near your dad somewhere? Yeah, he's around there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, no, fair play. I mean, he's, he's a guy who's done good. I, it just, I, and I appreciate, like, I appreciate that insane honesty, but, I, I, I don't know. It's just like, I'm sure press tours are shit. And I'm sure getting asked the same question, like, again and again and again and again, it, it is inane. Oh, at the end of the day, though, it's part of your contract. Yeah, I, yeah, that's it. It's, it is. But can I throw out another name? I, I'm not actually sure I'd want him as a bomb. But if you're talking about Mardi press tours, wouldn't it be funny to have Tom Harvey on a, on a bomb <laughs> scale press tour and just look at how fucking Mardi he'd get with it? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it would be, it'd be fucking great. Oh, have you seen the pictures of him as Capone? Yeah. Don't like that. It's a bit mental. It is so weird though, because like, I, I I find it really difficult to remember like how pretty Tom Hardy actually can be. Like Inception, Tom Hardy is a beautiful thing, but he just he just does so many roles where he makes himself look not very nice. Yeah, and it's not right. No, it's fun that. Uh, right, uh, do we do trailers or anything on the news? Huh. Uh, did either of you guys see the John, John Carpenter thing from like yesterday? No. Oh, he didn't die, did he? No, no. No, but I, I think, I can't remember which which it was, but some film magazine tweeted, um, oh, see, I'm not gonna, that's what, I'll try to find it, but I'm not going to be able to explain it properly, saying John Carpenter would have been X amount of years old today, we look back at five of his best films. Would have been. Yeah, and he tweeted them back saying, uh, I'm actually not dead. <laughs> That's such a John Carpenter thing, I think. Yeah. I thought you guys had seen it, but yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> oh, God. That was it. That's all I had on my that. God. <laughs> I don't think so, I've seen any trailers. Sorry. Uh, we've got a couple, I think, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go on. I think they're new ones of ones we've already done for the most part, aren't they? Um, so the new Widows trailer. Yes. Um more of the same but expanded it looks fantastic I'm very excited about yeah, this yeah yeah really good um so won't say too much Ian give it a watch it's good um nice. and the new Happy Time Murders trailer oh yeah saw that what are your thoughts on it fucking you're one of the best cops I've ever seen well you're not a bag of shit yourself I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in <laughs> I just the, what, the only thing that worries me is the more I see of it, the more footage that comes out, the more I think, oh shit, are they gonna have gone just too far with it? I want it. A dirty puppet movie, fine. I want it. You want it? Okay. Like it just that. I. <sighs> I want it, but I want it to be good. It, it, I, like the the thing is, I'm that film is not going to take much to make me laugh. Like no. I, it, it just it's going to be one of those ones where it's like. Whatever my out of five is, subtract two for everybody else. <laughs> oh dear! No, I, I I was really excited about it when the first sort of stuff started coming out because it looked it looked really good. And then I think it's I think it's mainly that scene where he's fucking the puppet in his office, 
and it finishes and you're like, oh, that was quite amusing. And then it just fucking goes off again. Good. And it's like, Mm, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm just. You're not that psyched for it. No, I'm not at all. I'm not at all. And it literally it is. It, it, it does seem like it's my level of humour. Just got a level. Fuck you it. know we're we'll seeing it, right? I'll be seeing it, but, I, but oh, I'm just looking at it going. I'm going to come out and go. That was fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you mardy prick. Uh, but... I think that thing's out soon. Myself. It's not like next week after next. Is it? Yeah, twenty fourth of August. Cool. Yeah, uh, so like next Friday, yeah? week of Friday. Fuck you know, really? Yeah. Uh, what else was that? Oh, um, Green Book, the Marshall Ali, and um, what's his fucking name? I can't remember, babe. Vigo Mortensen. That's not Vigo Mortensen. It's Vigo Mortensen. No. It is indeed, yeah. I was watching that thinking, I know your face. Why do I know your face? He's really proper oh. looking. Go on, eh? He is like nearly 60. I don't care. <laughs> uh, looks really good, actually. Go on, Bex. What's that? No, I just see you wanting to fuck 60 year old Vic- Irving Mortensen. I'm into it. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's um, a yeah, green uh, book. It, it's based on a true story of a um, Italian American kind of low level crook who ends up. Um, becoming a driver for a well-to-do black pianist who is going round uh, and doing a, a concert tour in the Deep South. In the deep south. <laughs> uh, and so it's the whole, you know, race relations things, everything sort of kicking off and their budding friendship. Um, looks really fucking interesting, actually. Um, the trailer, I think, makes it look like it's going to be a lot more fun than the actual film might actually be. You know, a little bit like when they did the trailers for The Road and made it look like an action movie, when actually it was just 112 minutes of fucking misery. (laughs) This looks like, oh, look, it's a fun kind of road movie with a little bit of a fucking message, when in reality it's just going to be a really big fucking telling off to people. Yeah. Yeah. I think it probably will be, yeah, but they're not going to get bundled on seats with that. No, they're not. But I'm predicting a possible award sleeper for this one. Mm. Um, just to say so fucking we got some films coming up week Friday Black Black Klansman yes um, Slender Man which I know Bex and I are into yeah yeah. I did a bit of a bit of a deep dive on Slender Man today and did some uh, did some reading oh god there's a a YouTube series based around it oh no and there's a film with Doug Jones in it as well. Nah. Yes, there's actually yeah. Um, and then Bank Holiday Monday is the Happy Time Murders. Nice. So, fucking, we got us a bit of a Black Klansman, Slender Man, Happy Time <laughs> Murders triple bit banger show nice. coming. <laughs> That'll be a show. <laughs> <laughs> that will be an odd one, that one. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, that, that's it for trailers. Very good. Oh. All right. You must have watched the Wreck-It Ralph one. Um, I don't know. There's been a few of those. Like, wh- I don't know. There's been a few of those. I'm looking forward to Wreck-It uh, uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet or whatever the fuck it's called. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what the fuck the plot is because it just seems like it's going to be a series of skits one after another. That, 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 I think that is the plot, I think. Uh, 
watched or well, after I'd watched it, it just seems like they're gonna try and cram too many references into it. Yeah, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Um oh, uh, we also watched the Slaughterhouse Rules trailer. Um we will not be seeing that. Yeah, yeah, I was watching it going, why is Simon Pegg and Nick Frost in this? What's going on? Why is my... Oh, it's directed by Crispin Mills. That's why it looks shit. Mm. Oh, yeah. Cooler Shaker Man. He directed yeah. the film before, uh, didn't he? Yeah, um, Fear of Everything. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, he did. A Fantastic Fear of Everything. That film Fear was a fucking... like That film was just like a genital disorder. Yeah, well, the Slaughterhouse Rules looks like that. Nah. Oh, you're so poetic, Ian. Nah, nah, fucking, no, seriously, a fantastic fear of everything. I double build that with Casadimi Padre. <laughs> Such an odd day out. Yeah, it was. Um, and, like, I, I, it was me and I think one other person in a fantastic fear of everything. And it just, that was... I'm assuming that was Simon Pegg at his fucking alcoholic state. Just I I would assume that he's just really good mates with or, Crispin or, or yeah, he's a mate of Crispin Mills. Like fucking I really like to call a shaker. Oh my yeah, like fucking the hush, like Simon Pegg was just like, You wrote hush, I'll do anything you do. He didn't actually write Hush though, Hush was a cover, wasn't it? Oh, it was, yeah, right. F- fucking, but fucking Cooler it was, Shaker. What, which, film, which film was it the uh, title track for, though? I Know What You Did Last Summer. What You Did Last Summer. It's <laughs> such a fucking <laughs> random one. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's, his, I think that's it for trailers for us. Yeah. Fucking, fuck, seriously, you, oh, God, a fantastic fear of everything. What a fucking piece of shit that was. Is yeah. it really bad? I kind of want to watch it. No. The, it is the fucking worst. It's so fucking bad. Yeah, it is. It's shit. <laughs> like, like, re, like, like I said, it's a fucking genital disorder. It's like, anyway. Why don't you piss off, old man? Mind your own business. Supervisor. Night supervisor. Duties to include sweeping of concourse and platform, maintenance and attendance of all... Shut up! Do I look to you like the sort of individual that creeps into the station in the dead of night, breaks open the locker, removes the suspicious looking briefcase, and then lets the cleaner? Sorry, night supervisor. Run off and tell two tales about it. Do I not strike you more as the sort of highly motivated, highly vicious individual that would not kill said night supervisor? And stuff him in the locker. Right, what are we reviewing? Oh yeah, terminal. Speaking of genital dis- no, it's not that bad. Well, okay, we'll we'll see. Um, it's, it's directed by Vaughn Man. Vaughn. Vaughn Dean. Yeah, there you go. It stars Margot Robbie, Simon Pegg. Speaking of genital disorders, no, no, just because <laughs> of Fantastic Fear of Everything, I'm sure Simon Pegg's dick's fine. Um. Uh, da, da, da. who else is in it? Um, fucking Dexter Fletcher. Fletcher. He's in it. I like that man. Uh, Max Irons, uh, Mike Myers, uh, Thomas Turgus, and the kid who played Neville Longbottom in the Harry Potter films are yeah. two people who hold people up a couple of times. I I don't know who this Vaughn person is, but I'm assuming he's well connected. Um, because yeah. 
I think I think he might have been a production designer on something. That would entirely make sense because this film has got a lot of production design. Um, uh, he, no, I'm not sure he was the second unit mm. on. This is some actually fucking films: Beauty and the Beast, mm. uh, In the Heart of the Sea, right? Uh, Pride, The mm-hmm. Fifth Estate. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm uh, uh, um. World War Z, mm-hmm. Les Mis, mm-hmm. um, Snow White and the Huntsman, some of the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, I did miss some out there. I missed out Lesbian Vampire Killers, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, Gambit. Nice. Uh, I also missed out Cuban Fury, uh, The Danish Bar, uh, Dad's Army and Grimsby. <laughs> Yeah. Bit of a mixed bag. Though. Mixed bag, yeah. yeah. But, but, but a guy's got to work. Yeah. Gambit was a fucking odd movie, wasn't it? What was Gambit? Gambit was the one with uh, Cameron Diaz and um, what's his name? Oh, he's so boring, I forget his name. <laughs> he's so fucking dull, I've forgotten what his name I always forget his name. Fucking. Colin Firth. Yeah, all right. The one where, yeah. I yeah, think I know what that was. Literally, the most interesting part of Gambit is the fact that Cameron Diaz gets her legs out quite a lot. Okay, Rodeo Queen. Yeah. That's why I said she gets her legs out quite a lot. Huh? I saw that in the cinema, and I don't remember a single fucking thing about it. <laughs> I, I've never seen it. No. Was that, was that the one that was based on a script written by the Coens? It, is, I believe, yeah. But then they had, like, nothing to do with it from a very early stage. <laughs> and we're very vocal about having nothing to do yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, okay. I know what that one is now. There's someone else in it as well, I'm trying to think of. But there is mind. else in it, yeah. There is somebody else who is quite... Oh, fucking hell. Alan Rickman? Yeah. Stanley Tucci? Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. Anyway, reminiscences of Gambit over. Terminal is a film about. Um, okay. It's a woman. Um, she wants to get a contract for something. I don't think it's ever really revealed what the fuck the contract, like what the job is it's for. Bad shit. Sorry? I think it's just general bad shit. Yeah. yeah it, it's getting up to shenanigans. Yeah. Um, but in order to do so, she says, right, to prove my worth to you, Mr. Something or other, I'm going to face two of your candidates off against each other and make them kill each other. It's like, okay, cool. You do that. You got the job. They go, And then along with that, there's another story of the, the same woman uh, running like an all night cafe in a train station where Simon Pegg, is direct, who basically wants to throw himself in front of a train but it's too late at night, is directed there by uh, Mike Myers. Um, and then they kind of start having a conversation and it kind of goes from there. So Margot Robbie starring film, which had a very, very brief theatrical life in the UK... I noticed it was on sale on DVD in the Sainsbury's Buy My Work for £7 earlier on, but you can just watch it for free on Amazon. Yeah. So, well, including your subscription. Becky, a question. 
Did you want to ask Amazon for your monthly subscription back after watching Terminal? <laughs> I, I, I didn't hate it. I quite liked it. It, it had it's it's meandering and it's doesn't make an awful lot of sense, but it looks very nice. Sorry. Okay, Mark. <laughs> I, I really, really liked it. Of course you, <laughs> really of course you did. It. Of course you did. <laughs> um, and I was watching it. Of course you going, fucking did. I was watching it going, going, oh, God, this is one of those really shit movies that I really, really fucking like. Well, it's got Margot Robbie playing a psycho and saying naughty. What's not to like? From her point of view, well, yeah, 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 yeah but it, but also, you well, you the psycho bitch in it. I do, yeah, but also as well, it's got Dexter Fletcher in it, which right. is always great, yeah. and he seems to be playing the most dexterous Dexter Fletchery of Dexter Fletchers. Um, and uh, it, it, Mike Myers is just randomly fucking. I, I I like the fact that this film, the cast for it makes no sense. Yes, yeah. it is literally uh, like. A bunch of people have, have, have been sat down in a room and been told to write down an actor's name and put them in a hat, <laughs> and then and then somebody else has gone and gone. Bum, 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 bum. There we go. Make a movie. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it is it's trying so very difficult, so very so very hard. Sorry to be weird, and it at points it it just doesn't land, and it just feels like there's there's missteps in it, and it is. It is meandering, and it takes it takes a long time to get where it's going. But yeah, I actually I quite enjoyed like the stories like coming together, and yeah, it was good. What did you think, Ian? <laughs> yeah, I, I I mean, it just as Becky said, it's just trying really hard to be weird, and it it was weird because it's a film which. By the end of it, I mean, all spoilers all the time here. By the end of it, it's basically saying, you know, men who essentially stare at women and think that they're just objects are the worst and they should be punished. But at the same time, it's also spent an hour and a half going, for fucking look at Margot Robbie saying (laughs) naughty and fucking stripping. Oh, and in a nurse's outfit. Fuck me, that's hot. And so by the end, I just didn't have a fucking clue what the film was going for. Can I, can I posit another question? As yeah, well? go on. Why did she... And remember, guys, we are all spoilers all the time, which Ian's just said, but we are. Why did she need to be twin? No, I mean, they never explain that. It's like that... But there's nothing in the film where it's like they needed to, like where there was two people having to do two things at the same time. Like, well, I, th- I think it's, like, because they go straight from the cafe to the pole dancing place, don't they? And she's there as well. Yeah. But then she does come in after them. Mm. So, yeah, there was no need really for that. No, there was, there was, yeah, there was, there was no need for it. It, it, seemed to, it seemed to be that there was an, that in um, Von Steen's Stein, in his mind... This is some kind of uh, the film's built around a weird kind of metaphor of Alice in Wonderland. No, but then it isn't really. But it isn't until like it's like they got 
three quarters of the way through the film and then someone's kid read Alice in Wonderland and they were like reading him it one night and went, do you know what we could do? We could fucking incorporate the shit out of this. Yeah, we could have twirled them on Twill Day. Yeah. Yeah. fucking twins. Oh, man, that'd be ace. That'd be cool. And then like they could be constantly quoting it. Oh, but how would we introduce it? He's, he's going to find the book in this in this hotel room and then just like read an excerpt from it and then we'll just run with it from there. Because mm. that, that's, not, that's not a theme throughout the whole film. No. All of the end of the film yep. is Alice in Wonderland related. That was weird. Yeah, the end isn't isn't great. The end isn't great. From from the bit where they become twins, I kind of went, huh? What? Mm. Well, I mean, and and the thing is, they spend what seems to be like five fucking minutes with the twist that like Mike Myers was Mister whatever the fuck his name right. was. No, no, Mike. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, you know, so it's got that fucking. Him taking all the makeup off and then the fucking flashbacks and stuff. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ, we get it. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, and I mean, and I've got to ask as well, like the whole, the entire Simon Pegg section, what was the fucking point of that? I really like the Simon Pegg section. I think that's the bit I liked of the movie. But that, that's it a, felt like a weird kind of short movie within the entire rest yeah. of the movie. But it, it, it feels like two separate films. And, and you know, and that that's fine, but it's just like the overarching. I mean, what is the overarching narrative of this? That I mean, she so okay. She wants to get revenge on Simon Pegg. Okay, cool. I okay, I get that. Why she knows? She obviously knows who Mike Myers is throughout the entire fucking thing. Yeah. So why is she also pitting those two guys against each other instead of just going straight to the source? I think she wants to wipe out essentially his team. But why? But why? She's going to lobotomize him anyway. Because I think then I think she literally now has, will them two will move on to take over his naughty dealings. Naughty. Naughty dealings. Naughty. But, but I mean, like they they've got nothing to do with the the, the history. That she had. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, Dexter Fletcher's character did seem like a scumbag, but you know, Max Irons. I mean, he. Yeah, I don't. Why did she kill him? Because he was a bit of a knob. Oh, um, he really liked her. He's nice to her. Yeah, no, but I I, 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 I don't like him. I don't like people who look like they've never shaved. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, I don't, I don't think the justification. In fairness, Mark, I don't think the justification for Margot Robbie's character it arc in this film is killing a guy because. It, they don't. She doesn't look like he. He doesn't look like he shaves. I disagree on that. Okay. All right. Well, no. Fair, I mean, you are fully into the thing. Is like I was saying with Happy Time Murders. It kind of feels like with this specific type of film, whatever anybody thinks of the film, adds two stars for you. Yeah, I think I think you could you could definitely say that. But I, I would I would happily agree with that. Yeah, this is firmly aimed at like you. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's just. It's it's really good looking, and I think it kind of seems it, like the film maybe didn't have that much of a budget considering the limited number of sets there are. But th- th- it look it, it looks really nice. Yeah, I mean, it, it almost it, it it almost feels like a um, a play adaptation. Yeah, it does good actually. In, in terms of the fact that we've got, because often what happens when you have adaptations of plays is. You have, and you can take something like Fences is a really good example of this. Is you have three or four places where the where the majority of the film is set, 
And then the other work is travelling to those places. And often the travelling to those places are the bits that aren't in the play. Mm. Uh, and that's how you flesh it. That's how they, they flesh out, I suppose, from, from um, players to, to, to movies, is you have that, that level of movement that you, you can't often have within a play. And this is very similar. You know, you, you could quite easily, on I was in my head going, right, you've got a stage and you'd light it in different spots and you could go, right, there is their, uh, their hotel room, there is the Café Mar Central, there is the train platform, there is outside the train platform with yeah, Neville Longbottom and mm. the racist kid from This Is England. Um <laughs> And there you go, you could have, in that corner over there, you could have, what is it? And you'd light it from different spots. Mm. And it did feel, it did feel like that, staging like that. Yeah, Bump, there we go, set, there we go, there mm. we go. Which I, I kind of, again, I, I kind of, I liked that. I, and as I say, the, the Simon Pegg bit was my, I was fascinated within that, of the fact that it, she's basically just daring this guy to fucking kill himself. <laughs> And it doesn't. It doesn't have any bearing on the rest of the film. None of none of the bits of the film have any real bearing on each other. So it, it is messy. It, it is. I'm I'm going to talk about a film in what we watched that kind of reminded me of, of this. But it, it it almost it feels like sometimes some films, in order to have an interesting narrative, it's just like we've just got to insert a bunch of shit that doesn't really make any sense structurally. And doesn't really make any sense by the end of the film to even have it in there in the first place. But at least it had you guessing in the moment. Mm. And that that by the end of the film, that kind of shit just annoys me. If I can't, like, if there's no clear reason why that shit was constructed like that, other than it's confusing you, it, 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 it in lieu of a narrative which keeps me interested, that annoys me. I mean, like Memento. Like the whole that whole film is structured in that way. Like the entire film's like USP is essentially it's kind of like it's all it's all backwards, mm. and, and you know, and then so like and and there's shit that you pick up in repeated viewings there with Terminal. It feels like by the end you've had the rug pulled out from under you and whatever. And okay, this is what this is. This is what this is. It doesn't feel like going back. There's going to be shit in there that's going to like go. Oh yeah, they did lay the breadcrumbs there, didn't they? Like it, it, it just it. I, I don't get that. And also, how did Simon Pegg's character happen to drop in on that station that she's in? at that time. I mean, I get that Mike Myers like directed him there, but how did he get there in the first place? If it's like some sort of grand plan, like how did he end up at that particular train platform? Yeah, that, that, that is, that is a thing where you've got to kind of say it's, it's movie coincidence, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like it's this whole, the whole film is like framed as this Machiavellian plot by Margot Robbie. And then you got that, and, and and that's the thing. If the film is going to hang its hat on, I'm going to be clever and do all this shit in the film so that you don't guess the ending. It's like, all right then, have the shit in there afterwards make sense? And to me, it doesn't. Which I can completely agree with. Yeah, you know, I just like, and, and maybe I'm being too literal, you know. But at but at the same time. 
I think if you're if you're going to go the more arty, well, not everything on fi- in film has to make sense. It's just like, well, shit, man. I'm just not gonna, I, at times. I'm not going to get on with your cinema. It's like if you're not going to make sense, you've got to be like Lynch. You've got to be experiential or like fucking Jodorowsky. You've got, you know, you've got, or even fucking like Malik with like Tree of Life or something. And Jesus Christ, I can't even believe I'm talking about Tree of Life in the same fucking paragraph is terminal, let alone sentence. But well, that's it. What I think what you say there is, if, if you're going to go, if you're going to go art house, you've kind of got to go full art house and not try and go right. I'm going to make an art house movie, an art house looking movie. Uh, and feeling movie with the sensibilities of um, the 90s Tarantino knockoffs, but set against Neil. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and I mean, like, quite frankly, this if this film is for anyone, it's for people who basically want to jerk off to Margot Robbie talking about naughty. Like, <laughs> it, it, like if, we're, if we are putting it down to brass fucking tacks here... That is what this film is. It is not an art house psychological thriller. Nope. You know, it's a film which has pretend, which has pretensions to being intellectual, but at the same time will basically get a good couple shots of cum out of an average male penis and then be done. Stick that on the poster. That's it. it it's, it's not a smart movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it kind of thinks it is. Yeah. Um, but what I will say is, I, I, I had an awful lot of fun watching it. Yeah, yeah. Somebody at my work just fucking WhatsApped me a recipe. What for? I don't know, I'm going to have a look now. Right, Bart, what are you doing, buddy? Pot roast Bombay chicken. Nice. Oh, it's all right, that does. Right. <laughs> Hang about. Bart, I'm literally recording my podcast now and talking about this. What <laughs> the fuck? Hang on. Is hashtag... Zajebisty. Z-A-J-E-B-I-S-T-Y. Any ideas? Not a clue. It's got to be Polish. Yeah. Sounds Polish. Right. I'll let you guys know. Anyway, <laughs> I kind of feel like we might be done with Terminal. I think we are done with Terminal, yeah. Yeah. Um, Not deep enough to need any more, really, is it? Nah, it, it's I, I, for me. It's shit. <laughs> Fair enough. What are you on it, Max? Don't know. I feel like this is the kind of film that Geostorm was introduced for. Are you going Geostorm? Fair so. enough. Yeah, I, 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 I can see how you could go Geostorm. Yeah. Um, You're gonna go definitely. I'm definitely like Charlie. Yeah. Um, of course you are. But, but I'm an idiot, so <laughs> I will freely admit that. <laughs> <laughs> you weird bastard. Yeah, I'm going to read out the things of our poll because only two people voted. I think. Aww. No one's seen it. Oh, true. <laughs> right now, they're looking the the metrics of it. They're looking at going. 
holy shit, two people watched Terminal. Yeah, to be fair, this has got to be like the least watched main review we've ever done. But it might get people to watch it. Well, we've... Oh. Right, Bart's just uh, WhatsApp me back saying freaking outstanding. Nice. Right, okay, good stuff. Zajebsty. There you go. Freaking outstanding in Polish. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like it, like I say. Oh, no, so want... wait, sorry, we, we had six votes in the end. Definitely oh, not shit. Seventeen percent. Right. Touching off thirty-three percent. And Geostorm seventeen percent. So no one voted. Definitely not shit. No one person voted. Oh, one person. Shit. Was that you, Mark? Yes, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> You fucking weirdo. <laughs> oh, you not uh, like Bex? Honest question: When you guys were watching it, did he go to the toilet at any point? I didn't actually, but we we did watch that like, half of it last night and half of it today. So who knows what we were doing between times? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right th- there, we go. And on that note, I'm going to go to the toilet. <laughs> um, even though. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to take a shit. I, like I don't like. I don't think I'm gonna. Nah, I'm not in any fit state to have a wank at the moment. So you know, <laughs> we'll take it from there. I, I think Paul's probably going to be listening to this at work, and I, I I'd like him to tell me when it gets to this particular point in the podcast when I talk about how I'm going to go and take a shit. <laughs> Paul. I'm going to go take a shit, mate, all right? And I really, really hope this is at a point where I... Because every single time I go to take a shit, I tap him on the shoulder and tell him I'm going to go and take a shit. (laughs) So I really, really hope it's around that time. So it's like some sort of weird fourth-dimensional lorring experience. (laughs) Meta-shitting. Meta-shitty. Uh, if anybody can hear anything in the background now, um, I've moved downstairs and our hamster is like staring at me. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are you doing, bud? Right, okay, fine. Um, it will be good to have some good photos of graduation. Put them up when we move in together. I kind of assumed that we'd, you know, break up. Go mad in the field. Shane, I'm not coming. When you break up, you can't just carry on like everything's normal. <laughs> what if I bump into Caitlin? Oh my god, Nick. Hello, Caitlin, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Guys, this is the pirate. Who calls themselves the pirate? What, does he have only one leg? Uh, he does actually only have one leg, yeah. He was in a really savage car accident when he was five and they had to amputate below the knee. There really is no way I could have known that. I mean, The Rock isn't called The Rock because his dad was crushed by a boulder. The only person who will ever love me just watched me drink mud. <laughs> it's just mud with a bit of shit mixed in. We came here to have fun. All right, mate. What are you doing in there? Have you got any vitamin? No. Embracing the stink is what festivals are all about. Let's do this. so great we can use a car for this. Oh, this was your car. I don't have a car. Oh. 
You once told me that a true friend is somebody who would help you dispose of a body. I'm just asking you to expose a body. Get back here now! Sorry, sorry, sorry. We want to see cops! Oh, oh, oh! What's your answer? I saw Magic Mike on a plane. This is the best night of my life! So, what 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 else have been, we been watching, guys? I don't think we've got any crossover stuff this week, do we, or do we? I don't think we do. No, I, I, I doubt it. No, <laughs> we've watched. I'll, I'll let you kick us off, effects. Because because you, you I, I've seen this and you've not. Yeah. So uh, Justice League was a first watch for me. Actually, the choice of watching this was partly inspired by me going into work and being told by my manager that he watched it the day before and it was fucking shit and he fell asleep. He willed himself to sleep because it was that fucking shit. He was angry with this movie. So I had <laughs> That's to... a review. Yeah. Yeah. So he forcibly made himself go to sleep and, yeah, was not a fan. So obviously I had to see what the fuss was all about. Um, and... Also, I'm, I'm going to be watching Aquaman. It's Jason Momoa without his shirt on. It's got to happen, so I had to watch it. Um, so, yeah, I know you guys have obviously reviewed this previously. Um, what what were your thoughts on it at the time? Because I, I'm shit and don't listen. I, I I thought it was I thought it was all right, not um, terrible, um, but. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. It, it, I, I didn't think more than that. I just thought it was it was all right. What were yeah. your thoughts at the time? Ian? I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I didn't think it was aggressively shit. Like it just it's it. Considering it's that combination of characters coming together, it's just the most forgettable bloody thing. It just. It, I, I I thought it was just really anonymous. It, it doesn't get you excited for any of the characters. No, which is, which is, I said this to you, didn't I? It feels with DC, like they've, they've spunked a lot a bit so earlier with bringing in the big guns yeah. straight away and mishandling them so badly. Like Batman v Superman's awful. Um, I think, I think I've seen the Superman films that were pre- previous to that, Man of Steel. but they're so forgettably shit. Man of Steel is good. Yeah, I like Man of Steel. What's the second one? Batman vs Superman. I thought there was, was there a Superman one before that. Oh, Superman Returns. Yeah. What the Brian Singer one? Years ago, babe. I don't know then. I don't know what I'm chatting about. But yeah, I'm I just what you're But having Batman and Superman, like it should have been a slam dunk. Yeah. And they've just not handled it very well. Obviously, Batman v Superman, you've got the fucking awful Martha moment. Um, Wonder Woman again Wonder Woman is an iconic character and she's fine her own film is with the DC ones like I don't know like they're, they're, they're just a bit too cheesy um, none of them have got any kind of like, like with the Marvel universe they've, they've all got a bit of attitude and they've got like comedy moments and they're, they're a bit like rub each other up the wrong way but you know there's it feels a bit more the relationships feel more tan it doesn't you don't uh, it's, it's sorry, sorry guys. 
Um, sorry, guys, I'm just going to close the door. No worries. Oh, actually, I think she's going upstairs now. I might just close the door anyway. So, sorry, Becky. Two ticks. It's fine. Sorry, that kid's played, like, really hard today and she's had no sleep. Sorry, Becky, say again. No, I was just saying, I think, going forward, if they keep that particular band of characters together, then that may well improve. But I just, I just, I don't think the writing's great. I mean, there's some real clangers in the script. In the, what, what was the bit that I mentioned yesterday? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The bit where he takes it to his bloody family farm and he's like, oh... I'm, 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 it's great that you've brought me here. Oh, yes, this is home. Mm, you smell nice. What the fuck? <laughs> what is that about? Yeah, that was a little Like, I said to you, mate, even I've missed you would be... Oh, you know, I've missed your smell or anything like that. It's no, creepy. Do you know what? Creepy, bringing but... the, the smell into it at all is, is weird. <laughs> they should have they just not. But, like, even, you know, oh, yeah, this, this place feels like home to me. That's, you know, that's... It's kind of deep, and then it's just, yeah, you smell nice. <laughs> cool, thanks, Amy. That's nice. It's just random. And the bit, the bit where, um, the bit where Superman turns up to the big fight with the guy, um, and Batman just looks at him like a like a proud dad with that kind of, oh, son, you made it, you made it to help us, and it's, oh, it's just horrible. It is horrible. Ben Affleck is an awful Batman. <laughs> just awful and he's, he's apparently stepping away from it isn't he who the yeah. fuck knows what's happening with that nobody knows dc don't know but what, what what i did find amusing was the, the 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 worst bit of product placement ever is the gillette powerball because <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a moment where we see him when he's face you know the first time he meets aquaman and all this lot and then and he's got a bit of gruff fucking stubble on there. And then the next scene, he's literally shaving with the Gillette Powerball. And it, it's almost like he's about to say, Alfred, this new Gillette Powerball is great. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't. And you kind of get the feeling like they did do a tape where he did that. And they went, Ooh. Alfred, this really is the best a man can get. <laughs> yeah. 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 Four blades, Alfred, for a smoother shave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just goes along the contours of my face. As Alfie's there going, yeah, I'd drip my balls along the contours of your face. Why? Why? Why pick it there? Jeremy Irons. Why? What? Looks like kind of guy who would. Yeah, that's fair. He's awful as Batman. That is... is Yeah, you you really don't like him as Batman, do you? not at all. And I think think part of it is us as a a generation of film goers, re-Batman, we're spoiled because we've got the Dark Knight movies and Christian Bale is great in mm. them. I mean, but even... Do you know I'd even take George Clooney with his fucking nipple suit over Ben Affleck. <laughs> that's harsh. That's really harsh. He's awful. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my review of Justin Lee. Um, one thing that did, like, baffle me a little bit. Yeah. So, in the new Aquaman trailer... Yes. Amber Heard. Yes. Cheap red wig hair. Yes. Like, yeah. bright. Yeah. Cheap looking shit hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not in Justice League. It's just no. Albany. Mm. Why have they gone with cheap red wig hair? Um, Is it that once she's out of the water, her hair just can't cope and just goes? Well, yeah, she's got major frizz. Major frizz, but it's not frizzy. Uh, we haven't known it yet. 
Could be. Have you not seen the Aquaman trailer? I've seen the Aquaman trailer, but it's the film. Maybe she just can't cope with humidity. Who who knows what happens with backward people's hair in, mm. uh, in dry land? Well, Momoa's doesn't go neon, does it? Yeah, but he's part human. Ah, uh, true. Yeah. yeah. She's not. Nicole Kidman fucked a lifeguard, you know, so he gets decent hair. Yeah. Amber Heard's mum didn't yeah. fuck a lifeguard. Nope. No. They just fish fucked. She, yeah, she fucked a fish. How would that work? Did they like, 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 lay like, eggs? Like, yeah. 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 Huh. Yeah. Little red haired tadpole. But she didn't have a tail or anything. What? She didn't have like a fish tail. I don't know, I haven't seen her behind yet. Yeah, I'm seeing, well, we haven't seen her behind yet, have we? What? Sorry, Ian. We haven't seen her behind yet, have we? She, well, she's, she's swimming about in Justice League when she's trying to defend the, the motherboard box. I, I, I tried not to watch. <laughs> Yeah. The Infinity Boxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not great, but I will watch it again at some point, probably before Aquaman comes out. That's out in like November. I've not watched it again oh, no. before then. Christ no. Alright, before the next um There isn't gonna be another Justice League. DC Avengers. <laughs> not not with this fucking formation anyway. Just need to get the fuck rid of Batman. Not Batman. <laughs> the Batfleck. Batfleck. <laughs> He's, he's shite. He's awful as Batman. I think he's not too He's got bad. no charisma whatsoever. He, 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 there is there is in this one... He, he was better in Batman vs Superman. There is a general whiff of contractual obligation in this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fact that he said so many times he didn't want to do another one. It's like, don't take on a fucking extended universe. Who's caused that interview? Who's There was that interview where he literally... Where the, the people were in memes of it and where he looked like he was just... Like his soul was oh, dying. Oh, like looking sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like... Is it is it just because no one likes him in it that he wants no, to leave? Ben Affleck's career trajectory has this. It has... It has really, really fucking good, really interesting, really good, really interesting people then talk about how amazing Ben Affleck is. And then he does, he goes, oh, I'm fucking great. And then does some people go, oh, paycheck, this- what the shit, Ben? And he goes, oh, and plummets right down and then comes out with Gone Baby, with Gone Baby Gone. And then fucking uh, the town people go, fucking hell, Ben Affleck can direct a movie. And then he does that fucking because Argo wins an Oscar and then he does that gangster one that nobody likes and Batman and everything like that and it's gone down again. And he's got a really bad tattoo. Apparently he has a really bad tattoo, yeah. yeah. Of what? He's got a really bad tattoo of a phoenix on his back, isn't it? Yeah. Of a phoenix? Yeah, yeah. but like a big, big back tattoo. Yeah. I don't know, it's just, it, it just feels really, but it, it has... Since he was cast, felt really miscast. I, I'm fine with it. Well, you are incorrect. Fair enough, I'll say that. <laughs> so, yeah? Uh, nice. What else have we watched yet? I'm not doing another one. You can do the next one. All right. We watched Public Enemies. <laughs> with the problematic Johnny Depp. Yes, with the problematic Johnny Depp. <laughs> you basically have to insert that every yeah. single time now, <laughs> don't you? Yeah. Uh, and the, the not-so-problematic uh, Marion Cotillard. Yeah, you've got a soft spot for Marion, oh, haven't fucking, you? Fucking, I've got a fucking hard spot for Marion Cotillard. I'll tell you <laughs> that for free. Uh, well, Becky, let's just list the things about Marion Cotillard. Uh, that, 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 that might, That's might right, Timmy. You heard me. He's fucking staring at me again. <laughs> is he Is he giving you evil then? No, no he was fucking <laughs> staring into my soul then. He's going to give you the finger in a minute. <laughs> he really, he just, 
he wants to get out of that cage so fucking bad. Oh, let him out then, sit on your knee. Nah, man, he, he was scurry. Uh, yeah, uh, 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 it's basically because she's French, isn't it? And very, very British. She is. She's very pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Public Enemies. It, it's. I think you can argue it's the last time Johnny Depp was was very good. He's very good as John Dillinger. Yeah, yeah. He's very good as Don, John Dillinger. Yeah. It's a very. It, it's it's a very very good film. Mm. But the problem is. While you're watching it and going, this is really good. This is very Michael Manning. You know, there's yeah. all that going on. And it's the, I think it was the first time he, he worked digital, wasn't it? Yeah, it looks like shit. And it, but that's the problem. <laughs> it looks like shit. Because it was like, and Michael Mike Manning has spoke about it afterwards. And he, he went, he said, after, now he's said going back and looking back on it. At the time, I was like, this is amazing. I get to do... Um, all these things, you know, with this camera, and you, you know, because you, the camera's tiny, whereas a film camera's huge, so you can you can get right in close and all do all of this. And it's amazing. And he's now gone back and said the problem is with digital cameras, you can dick about loads and think it's amazing, and then when you go back and look at it five years later, you go, "Oh, that looks like shit." <laughs> um, but the story is really good. Mm. The acting is really good. The the set pieces where he's not flitting around with the camera look a fantastic they're Michael Mann set pieces but you just kind of do get the feeling like you'd have wished he'd have made it 10 years before yeah yeah absolutely so but yeah there's that but I, I did enjoy re-watching it but it also the fact is it is really fucking long yeah it's like 2 hours 20 it's a long fucking time. I really, yeah. I mean, I really, really like Public Enemies. I need to give that fucker a rewatch. Um, but it the, just, it, it, it's better on rewatch. And I think the, yeah, it, it is. Yeah. It, it is a better film on rewatch. I enjoyed it more um, this time watching, it, and I enjoyed it last time. It, it's still a solid seven and a half, eight out of ten for me. Mm. Was it? Go on, mm. I was just gonna say, wasn't Miami Vice digitally shot as well? Don't I think? I don't think it was. I think it was shot on film. Nah, I. Let's have a little look. Because I remember that film not looking amazing. Well, I disagree with you. <laughs> I, I'm uh, believe, like, yeah, uh, like Collateral, Miami Vice was shot in high definition digital video. Oh, was it? Also, it's not the first time I worked in digital, then. Collateral so, must be the first time I worked in digital. Fucking, I bet, God, I bet it's like episode two Attack of the Clones, where literally 2K is the highest resolution that film will ever be available in. Like, that's fucking depressing. Um, oh, fuck, I can't. I can't find it there. Like, just the fact that, like, literally, Blu-ray is the highest resolution that film will ever be shown in. That just, in Attack of the Clones, that's just fucking depressing. That's quite high quality. <sighs> but it's not. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm a pendant, I'm a pendant. Um, it, it just, it's, it, it's like, I, I've had this like running thing on the show every now and then again about how like digitally remastered in 4k and in cinemas now it's like, yeah, it doesn't look as good as a print though. Yeah, that's it. Cause it, it, it's a 2k master, isn't it? Yeah. Like, or like, even if it was a 4k master, it won't look good as a print. A print doesn't actually have resolution. It's just no. 
the, the, the quality at 35 mil it will be better than a 2K scan, a 4K scan, whatever. Like a 4K restoration at home, yeah, absolutely fair enough. That's going to look the best it's ever looked at at home. Going to the cinema, I just I remember when Mulholland Drive that drive had that 4K restoration a couple of years back, and it was like, yeah, but I saw that at the watershed in Bristol in 2001, and it, it looked better then. Mm. Yeah, you know, and it's so that that's the thing. So like having, and I know I know Lucas was at the forefront of this shit with episode two, and he he, he deserves to be like heralded for that. It's also the fact that literally that film will only scale up to 2K before it won't get any better than this. And that's fucking... It's a Star Wars film. That's depressing. Anyway, rant over. Apologies. <laughs> um, what, what, what's the other movie we watched, Bex? The last one. Lot Abiding Citizen. <laughs> hey, do you know what? It was a lot better than I remember it being. <laughs> it was, actually. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. He's looking at me again. <laughs> what, Timmy? Fucking staring at me, dude. What's up, mate? All right. Now he's fucked off now. Oh, what's he doing? Nah, he's eating some food now. He wants some num nums. Laura Abiding Citizen. There's a line in that film that I fucking loved, and I can't remember what it was. Is it? Is it that when um, what's his name? Jared Butler says he's going to kill everyone. That's amazing. Because <laughs> I love that line. Because Julian Fox's response to that should be, "Wait a minute, like everyone." everyone. In the world. <laughs> That's the kind of look he has on his face when he, he says does. It. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed the rewatch of this. I did as well. It's, it's so much trash. Like, to the point where we put it on when I was quite tired and I was like, oh, well, it's just, it's kind of, I remembered it being like, not great, like a, like a not great thriller, the kind of film you can fall asleep to. And I thought, well... If I fall asleep, I'm not going to be that devastated. And we ended up stopping it, didn't we? So we could watch the rest of it the next day because we were both tired and we were enjoying it. So, yeah, it's... Um, I, I, I don't know why I remember it being as bad as I remember it being. But then basically all I remember from it is I'm going to kill everyone. Yeah. I, I remember the the, the, uh, the really elaborate way that he could break out of prison and go in, Oh, come on! Good is that, though? Good and, shit. and then the fact that, that legally two solicitors are allowed to um, put a bomb, <laughs> essentially yeah. kill him, essentially get him to kill himself. <laughs> and it's like the whole the whole crux of the movie running throughout it is that he's angry with the um, the flippancy and the loopholes within the law that um, solicitors and things like that. Um, used to kind of to, to bend the law to their own agendas. Yeah, and to keep their win rate high. Yeah, and, and it goes from that. And it's actually telling quite a decent story with that. It, it, it's making a point. And then the ending of it is them putting a fucking bomb that he's made <laughs> in his fucking cell, and he sets it off, and then just fucking sits there and lets it engulf him. And it, it's a bit like, I don't think that's going to hold up in court. No. So you could have disarmed it, yes, we could have disarmed it. Or you could have taken it somewhere where it wouldn't have harmed anybody. No. But you you chose to put it in his cell. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did, Your Honour. Right. That sounds an awful lot like murder. It really does sound an awful lot like... And you knew he was going to set it off. Yes, we did. Yeah. Right. That's murder. That's really is. That's just murder. 
Yeah, but yeah. Mark, how did the plumbing work? How did the plumbing work? Well, it didn't because you removed his toilet. Where did he shit? Well, to be fair, he had access to it everywhere, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it just, it seems a little bit, it seems a little bit of a stretch. Not where did he shit, but that he managed to do all that over a number of years without anybody noticing. Mm. Without anybody going, hang on a minute, my shit had done work. I'm going, all right, send him fucking the plumber. And I'm going, hang on a minute. These shitters are not connected to anything. This could be a tunnel that runs down here. <laughs> well, maybe he put in, like, you know, like, low floor toilet tank thing. Well, maybe he did. Maybe he did. Yeah, maybe. He, 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 he could kill someone from anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, so that. Uh, but, yeah, Laura Biden Citizen, it is... A lot of fun. It's trashy fun. Yeah. And I, I, I really, I, I, I very much enjoyed it. Very good. I, I, I do like the fact that they, they set up Leslie Bibb as being some kind of possible kind of love interest, but not actually love interest with Jamie Foxx, but she's infatuated with anything like that, and then literally blow her up in front of his fucking face. Yeah, it's nice as that. No, I think it's supposed to be a mentor mentee kind of relationship. Yeah, but there's, they, they hint at it, I think, a little bit. I think they do. Anyway, Ian, what have you been watching, bud? So, do you want to know? Um, so, we haven't talked about it on the show, but today's my birthday, and every um, yeah, I try, I try and take myself off to the cinema. So, I had a half day from work today, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna." I'm not even going to look at the listing, so I'm just going to roll up and see what's on. And I looked. And do you know what was on? What? Um, the festival. Oh, you went to see the festival. So? Oh, oh, go on then. So with my four-pack of punk IPA, I've got to say, my work did me a fucking solid. And uh, good work to Paul. I got fucking eight cans and two bottles of Punk IPA and a £15 iTunes card. Nice. Like. That's pretty decent. Yeah. Even though, my, like, 40 people in my department sang happy birthday to me earlier on and I hid under my desk and then said I hate you all at the end. <laughs> um, I fucking, like. It's it's weird. But my my work, like, no joke, they're really, really good people. Um, that yeah, like it's weird, like how much I actually like the people there. Anyway, um, so yeah, took four cans into the cinema with me and watched the festival. So, no, a few weeks back in yep. in our WhatsApp friend Fred. Sorry, boy chat. Boy in the boy chat. Yep, sorry in the boy chat. Um had a few things for what he thought was going to happen in the festival. And I'm going to go through them. Yep. The main character will, for some reason, desperately need a poo and won't be able to find a place to go. Doesn't happen. So when he finally does, he'll realise he has no no loo roll and will wipe his bum on whatever's nearest, possibly some girl's hair. Doesn't happen. Okay, so... He will be promised sex at some point in a tent, but when he gets there, all will not be as it seems. 
Possibly the potential fuck will be with a gay, old lady, transsexual, or bloke dressed as Wolverine. Doesn't happen kind of, but he does have sex with someone dressed as something. Right. But he does have, have sex with them, so... All right. The main character will also get so drunk on the first night that he will wake up in a field where there is some crazy hippie stuff happening and he will think he is being sacrificed in some sort of ritual. He will then chill out and smoke a doobie, which will contain something much stronger than weed so that more hilarity can ensue. Doesn't happen. So, none of the stuff in this film happens, even though he will think he's being sacrificed in some sort of ritual... There is a bit where two characters stumble upon some people who are doing a ritual and are thinking what the fuck is going on at one point. So, you know, so I suppose what I'm actually trying to say is that this film is not, it it is what you think it is, but I actually quite enjoyed my time with it. I, I I actually quite enjoyed his damning with faint praise. I had a good time with it. Um, so those outside the UK, because I I think outside the UK it will have a very limited release if a, a release at all. Uh, it's directed by one of the co uh, co creators of the Inbetweeners. Um, I fucking hate the first Inbetweeners film. The second one I don't remember hating quite as much. The first one is this fucking toxic masculinity fucking horror show. Um, the one's worse for that. The second one is. Yes, it's so much worse. All right, fair enough. I, I I can't pretend to remember the second one, so may, maybe that is the case. I, I I probably talked about it on Heroes or or Damn at some point. I don't know, but um, so this one's got Joe Thomas, who was one of the in betweeners uh, in it, um, uh, and he's. I'll, I'll be honest. He's the weakest part of it um his character is ostensibly the lead character but he's the character you want to spend time with the least um (laughs) basically story is um he gets dumped by his girlfriend uh played by uh, hannah toynton who uh was i think in the in-betweeners i'm pretty sure it was his character there's like a sorry it's his missus it's his wife in real life it's his wife in real life. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's in between us, and they're married in real life now. Oh, oh, fair enough. Good. Well, you know, good on him. That's nice. Um, like I think in the in between us, she's like the younger sister of like a mate of his who he gets with at some point or something. But um, yeah. Um, like the the fucking the most one of the most skeletal women I think I've ever seen on screen. Like it's. Like, like, bless it. Like, she that that girl needs a sandwich. Like, yeah, like really desperately. Um. So yeah. Anyway. Uh. So they break up. Um. And he goes to a festival with a mate of his, uh, played by uh Hamed uh, Ani, Animashon. I I really hope I didn't butcher that because he's really fucking good in this. Um. So yeah, it goes to a, uh, a festival with him, and uh, they meet uh, a girl who goes to festivals by us by by herself, and she likes meeting people. Played by um, Claudia O'Doherty, who 
Have you guys seen Love, the Netflix series? Uh, no. No. No, okay. She She's in that, and she's, she's really good in that. And she's really good in this as well. I mean, basically, if this film was about the characters played by Hamed Animashon and Claudia O'Doherty, like, I would be really, really, really singing its praises. The fact that this the main character is Joe Thomas, I liked the film. It's... Uh, there, there were quite a lot of moments where I laughed out loud, but I don't think... Uh, uh, there's maybe one or two that were related to Joe Thomas's character. Some of the shit that the other two come out with is amazing. And it kind of actually feels like it might be improv Um The whole festival experience kind of thing is quite well done. It made me feel like I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, all right, then fair enough. Yeah. It's interesting as well. The image on the poster of him, like, raising his hands up in mud never actually happens in the film. Oh, really? Yeah, like that, that, like straight up, that, that situation, it doesn't even look like that was a scene that it was maybe taken from in the film. Which literally, literally just a, uh, just a poster then. Yeah, it was basically they just got him half naked in some mud and took a production still. Um, but yeah, no, it just, it's, it, it, it's quite a fun time. Like I said, I had a few drinks during it. It, it, it actually looks pretty okay, fair enough, you're watching this on a cinema screen. Um, it, it, you know, it, it looks good. It looks substantial enough for that. Um, it, the, the story itself is no great shakes. I mean, it's basically toxic man learns that he's toxic, which is fine. Um yep. But that still doesn't mean, okay, he learns that he's toxic like 80 minutes into a 100-minute long film. You've still had to kind of fucking watch 80 minutes of him. Hmm. One of those where the the film's let down by its central character. Yeah, basically. The worst thing about the film is is what the film wants you to basically kind of be invested in most. I wanted to watch the other two. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, like, the chemistry that they actually have, through the film, I was kind of willing them to get together, and at one point, I was like, I actually kind of don't want to see two two characters hook up more that I remember in recent memory, because they're just really fun together, and there's, like, the palpable excitement of finding someone at a festival who... Like, it's like, shit, you're fucking amazing. And watching their relationship grow, I thought was a lot more interesting than watching this guy learn that, you know, maybe the girl that I was with in uni is not the one for me. You know, I I mean, to be fair, it's not something I can relate to. I'm married to the the, the woman who I went out with in uni and you two Uh were obviously (laughs) married at a young age as well. Yeah. So, you know, that, uh, you know, can't really relate to that. But at the same time, 
I just, I don't know. I didn't really enjoy spending time with him that much. He does have some funny moments, but I, I can't, like, it doesn't seem like he's been in an awful lot. And TV stuff, and he's, 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 he's got a bit of a, he's got a niche and, and he sticks to it, I think. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like generic white guy who doesn't mind making a fool out of himself. And I'd rather watch his mate and the Australian girl. There you go. The festival. It's not, it's like, honestly, I kind of sound like I'm down on it. I'm not. I had a good time watching it. I was actually laughing an awful lot more than the people in the cinema who kind (laughs) of like judging by the audience. It kind of seemed like it was more for. Yeah. What I would say is this is a film that was shot at Leeds last year. Yeah. And uses Mr. Brightside like four or five times. Wow. So it does kind of seem like it's a film for people who don't really go to festivals anymore, but may have done 10, 15 years ago, but released in a climate for people who go to festivals now. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, yeah, I, can, I can definitely see the. The connected tissue with that. I, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, like, fuck, man. I remember I saw the Killers like really early on before their first album went. It came out, and I was just like, "Yeah, they're not going to be fucking anything." <laughs> uh, you, you know, you know what I mean. Like, and, uh, it, 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 and so there you go. I mean, like, but then that album came out, and that was a fucking. I'm sure for a lot of people it was, but that was a bit of a soundtrack for a particular year of my life. Um, but it's been about 15 years since that album came out and you've got a film for festival people these days using that as a major fucking song in the soundtrack. And it just, there's a weird, there is a weird disconnect there. Yeah, it, it doesn't fit. However, these are the kids who have grown up with Spotify and Mr. Brightside is on every single Spotify fucking playlist there is. Mm. So... It's not fucking lit. It's lit. I've never liked Mr. Bright, so. You haven't, have you? I don't like the killers. No, you're a bit of a strange boy. No, I just... Fucking... I'm, hot Fuzz... Uh, fuss, sorry, was just... For, like, yeah, like, my formative years was just a hell of a thing. Like, my first year at uni, that fucking album. My word. Like, my word. Like... Mr. Brightside and all these things that I've done are probably the the songs that I've screamed along to the most in my fucking life. Something mine is probably killing the name of no. Pearl <laughs> Jam. Yeah, no, that, 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 there you go. But I, it just it's you're watching this film. And it's like, I don't really think that any of the characters in this film have this song particularly hard in their rotation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, but, no, the festival, it's, it's actually not as bad as you might not, think it is. But not, not as shit as you'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I also watched, uh, I watched The Bank Job um, in... Uh, what was going to be preparation for the Meg review, uh, which I I enjoyed. Uh, I hadn't seen it before, um, even though I'd watched the ending multiple times when I was working in the cinema. But um, yeah, so it's basically 
it's a story of it's based on true events apparently of a series of circumstances which resulted in compromising photos of Prince Margaret uh, being stashed in a safe deposit box in a London bank. Uh, the government don't want anything to do with it, but through channels basically organised the uh, that bank vault to get robbed and one of the people in it to get the contents of that vault, and it kind of goes on from there. Um, it's pretty derivative. It's like London geezers stealing shit out of a vault. Yeah. You know, it's exactly what you think it's going to be, but I I find that kind of shit entertaining as long as it's done well enough, and this is... I don't have an awful lot more to say about it than that, to be honest. It just, it's, um, it's fine. It's fine. It's on Netflix. <laughs> it's worth an hour 40. Oh, I might get to that at some point, actually, yeah. Nice. Um, okay, and I also watched... What the fuck else did I watch as well? Oh, yeah. That, well, that kind of says what I kind of slightly thought of it. Um, Fashionista. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was I was WhatsApping you some shit about this, wasn't I, Mark? Um, so this is the, kind the of enjoying it. Sorry, you were kind of enjoying it at the time. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's directed by Simon Rumley, who I know through the Fright Fest film Red, White, and Blue. Uh, so that was like Noah Taylor and uh, the, the the woman who's actually in this film, Amanda Fuller. Really interesting film is Red, White, and Blue. Um, yeah. So, Fashionista um, also stars Ethan Embry and Eric Skeeziest motherfucking looking guy alive, Balfour. <laughs> like, my word. Um, so, basically, uh, Amanda Fuller plays a woman who co-owns a like clothing thrift shop along with her husband, played by Ethan Embry. Um, she discovers that he is having an affair with a co-worker and they split up and he, she then starts a relationship with this rich guy played by Eric Balfour who likes women's clothes and likes dressing women in women's clothes, like expensive women's clothes. And it goes on from there. So... As, as I mentioned with Terminal, this is a film which does shit during the course of it to discombobulate you and just be like, right, what the fuck is actually going on? And by the end of it, I basically thought, I don't really know what the fuck was going on. Well, I do now. And it's kind of not that interesting because in the end the film decides to be a tale of addiction whereas previous to that it seemed like it was going for something a bit more surreal. And, but in the end it, it, it like pieces somewhat fall into place. And it became less interesting as a result. It, I don't know. It's a really, really odd 
piece of work and literally at the end a title card comes up saying inspired by the works of Nicholas Roeg alright literally a title card comes up okay and that's a bit fucking I don't know is that a bit like they're trying to explain something after the fact and trying to maybe kind of use Nicholas Roeg as a little bit of a to kind of give it a greater level than it should have. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I'll be honest. It kind of felt like you see that, and it's like, oh, it didn't make sense because it was arty, right? Mm. And I, yeah, I. It's 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 it, it is engaging while it's on, and the I don't know. I'll, I'll be honest, can I, do you mind if I go a bit spoilery? Yeah, no, go spoilery. Right. right, okay. So basically, there's scenes through the film where she's like sniffing cloves and then getting off on it. Like, getting off on it. Yeah. And by the end, and it's like, right, okay, that's interesting. And Eric Balfour's character likes to dress women in women in clothes, and it's not like he's sniffing them and getting off on them, but it's kind of a similar kind of thing. But then it it goes into this weird thing where he's like, "If you want to be in my world, I need you to watch something." And she's watching the shit. You never see what's on screen, but you hear some stuff, and she's like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "I promise you, you won't get hurt." And there's this sequence where. They go to dinner with these old Asian people and then go back to his house and each of them, it's like in chairs, like in corners of of a square almost, and they strip off and then some other people bring in this bound and gagged woman and then they're about to kill her and then... Actually, this isn't a bit spoiler. It's really spoilery. So, I'm <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, "No, stop." And then it kind of goes on from there. Like it's like paranoia, and it's like, "What is Eric Balfour going to do now?" And it kind of gets, it gets quite like nightmarish. But then, at the end, it just go- kind of goes back to she's got an addiction to buying clothes. And then through the film. Like full fucking spoilers. You don't need to see this, all right? You, you like seriously? You just don't need to watch this film. I'm actually liking it less as I'm talking about it. Through the film, you've got these bits as well. These random bits of this woman in a mental hospital, just like having discussions and taking medication and stuff like that. It's where the fuck is this going? And then at the end, the the main woman is like, right. That somebody says to her, you, you, you've got an addiction, you, you need to get help. And she voluntarily commits herself. And then she's in a room with this other woman, who's the woman who you've been seeing in the mental asylum through the film. Just yeah. in little drips and drabs. And then that woman suffocates the woman you've been following for the, mo- the, the rest of the film. And then it's revealed that they are the same woman and that's almost like that was a side of her personality that she's killed. And then for the last like 10 minutes of the film, her character is that character. 
Okay. And yeah, and it's like right. So you get you sniff cloves and get off on them. And then Eric Balfour is some skeezy guy getting into some sex games with you, which maybe you imagined and maybe you didn't. And then you're just addicted to buying clothes and putting on weird makeup, <laughs> which I sent you a WhatsApp of. And yeah. then you're not actually that woman. You're this other woman. And then you're better at the end. <laughs> I just... It's genuinely, it's like they had an idea of, right, woman gets off on smelling clothes, breaks up with husband, gets gets into relationship with skeezy guy, and then literally made up the rest as they went along. Like, I, 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 do, I do not believe that this was a fully formed narrative from start to finish. It, 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 I, I just it, there's some really impressive horrible nightmarish sequences in this film and the use of music and sound is great and as like an experience to just watch it's quite something which is what I'm t- you know I gave it 3 out of 5 on Letterboxd and it's kind of like I don't want to give it three out of five, but it's a really, really mild recommend. Like I saw some reviews on Letterboxd of people saying they saw it at Fright Fest, really liked it, saw it at home, didn't like it as much. I imagine on a big screen, big sound, yeah, this film would probably be a bit of an experience. Watching it on Now TV combination of on the train which is not recommended by the way um given some of the material in the film and and at home maybe not so much it's it's an interesting film it's also absolute fucking bobbins (laughs) the thing is I'm kind of intrigued to watch it now. And then and then you go, yeah, right, yeah, I didn't need to watch that. The thing is as well, it's like 105 minutes long. That's a long time for a film that, that, that that's a curiosity rather than anything else. And yeah, and it's like if they just instead of trying to confuse you, if they maybe just took a bit more of a straightforward narrative approach to it, cut out 15 minutes. Maybe the more experiential nature of the film I would be going for, as opposed to here's some random shit that is going to happen. Like, it's basically, it's almost like she's having premonitions or something, because there's shit that, like, she's seeing, there's sequences of stuff you're seeing, which doesn't actually happen in the narrative until, like, half an hour later. But it's almost just to be like, what the fuck was that about? Ah, so it's, yeah, I get what you mean. Like, it, like um, almost like heightened premonitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, for no reason whatsoever, other than to kind of keep you engaged as to what the fuck is that about. Yeah. yeah just, I don't know, tell a more straightforward narrative. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I 
if if you're into some like weird visual shit, it's worth a go. Me, I'd rather watch the Neon Demon again, even though it's like 15 minutes longer. Yeah. I really like the Neon Demon. Yeah, the Neon Demon's great. We did a commentary for it. Bandcamp, it's a quid or free if you're a fucking dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) Pay, you motherfuckers. Please, because we don't ask you to pay for this podcast. Anyway, I'm done. Sorry. Do you want to do um, the real question or the ask drunky and anything question? We've got more than any. How many we have? We've just got the one. Have we? One real one, yeah. I thought we had more. The rest of them are in, th- in response to Ian's birthday tweet. That's cool. We'll, you can answer those in a minute, can't we? We'll, we'll yeah. do whatever you guys want. You you lead the show. I don't think I'm in any state to lead. Okay, so real question. Where's it gone? Okay, so from Rick Kidd, at Rick J Kidd, thank you very much for the question again. Um, everyone has films that they probably should have seen but haven't. What are your biggest blind spots? The Dolce Vita. Fair enough. <laughs> Matt? Uh, a lot of um, cinema from the Italian kind of new wave stuff from the 60s. I haven't delved anywhere near enough into all that. Uh, and I've never seen 12 Angry Men no I've never seen that I don't, I don't know why I really should have seen that that's got what's his face in it hasn't it what Jack Lemmon no Jack Lemmon is it oh okay yeah, yeah I've, never, I've never seen 12 Angry Men I'll tell you what I've had Real Window on iTunes for like two years I've never watched it ever ever or no I've literally never watched Real Window Ooh. that's one of the cause I'm, I'm not I'm one of those people who I, I understand why people really get on with Hitchcock and, and anything like that but I have a very hit or miss relationship with, with, with Hitchcock Rear Window the treat uh, but Rear Window is, is very very good I need to go on it that. is yeah. very good actually yeah it is um, for me I, I, classics there's a lot of classics that I haven't seen one that comes to mind is uh, Gone with the Wind I, I need to see Gone with the Wind I've never <laughs> seen Gone with the Wind you are I've never seen that we should fucking watch that and review it Ian, Ian, can I, just, can I point something out with Gone with the Wind? Yeah. Right? It is... Because we have it on Blu-ray, actually. Mm. Uh, it is four hours long. Cool. Well, actually, it's three hours, 58 minutes long. That <laughs> feels like I'll watch it once in my life and be done. Yeah. I can I, do I, that. I'd, I'd be happy with at some point to review of Gone with the Wind. Because I say we do have that on Blu-ray. <laughs> Yeah, do you want to watch it this Sunday? No. Oh. Let's, let's fu- like, fucking considering I don't think we're going to be able to ever do Red Sonja. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's do fucking Gone with the Wind in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. All right, yeah, I'm done with that. Good deal. Nice. So, yeah, um, anyone got any other notable mentions they can think of? No, no. Mm. No? Yeah. No, that's it. I'm having a think. Like, seriously, La Dolce Vita, I really, 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 really want to watch that. I don't know why I never have. Um, I've got some, in keeping with what Ian was just saying about, um, he's got Rear Window on his his iTunes. Mm. Um, I bought a while ago, um, 
a couple of about like City Light and The Great Dictator, I believe. Yeah. Mm. Uh, which I have seen them before, um, years ago. I, I got quite into Chaplin years ago. I've never seen um, a Charlie Chaplin movie. When, well, weirdly, I bought a, a collection of Charlie Chaplin videos at from a charity shop mm. for about two quid on VHS. And City Light's Great Dictator and there was a, a couple of ones, I can't remember which ones they were, top of my head now, um, were in it. And I watched them sort of at the time when I was about 11, 12 or something like that. Um, I really got on with them. And then when I saw them for like three ninety nine or two ninety nine or something like that on iTunes, I thought, wait, I'm going to get those and watch them. And I've never watched them. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's an oddity for that because it's always been, it, it, you've got to be in a frame of mind to go, right, I need to take myself out of what we consider cinema now and set yourself back to that. And the thing is, they're actually fascinating to watch silent cinema. Yeah. Because it, it's... You're having to pay more attention. Yeah, you can be checking your, your phone. Could and you? and <laughs> you know, the craft of, of people like Buster Keaton and uh, Charlie Chaplin is, is just incredible. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that as well at some point. Yeah. Cool. So, on to the ones that are in response to... Ian will answer anything, um, but obviously we can chip in as well. Yeah. Um, so the first one is from Tom at Mr. Tom Ripley. Which film has the best sex scene? I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this. Yeah. Thing is, there's a lot of like formative porn that I watched in my in my youth. <laughs> <laughs> which I think probably was better than any actual like legitimate film sex scene. I don't think I can attribute those lovely men and women. So I think it would be, I don't, I think maybe I shouldn't go with those. I remember when, well, if you remember any specific titles, Ian, then, you know, no, 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 I really don't. But my, <laughs> my 16th birthday, right. My, my, my dad owned a pub with my with my stepmom at the time, and like we, we we had a thing at the pub, like a sleepover. It was a whole bunch of us, like playing pool and having a few drinks after after like closed hours. And my stepmom fucking bought me the Playboy Channel for the night as a birthday present, which was fucking <laughs> weird, like really weird. At the time, yeah, I thought it was really weird, but my mates were like really up for it. I've I've never got the phenomenon of a bunch of dudes sitting around watching porn together. No. That seems weird to yeah. me. No, and it, it, it just like I think because yeah, like in in past discussions with Mark, I've kind of said that I'm pretty fucking conservative when it comes to that shit like I, I don't have a problem with it but it's just not really what gets me off mm. and I, I kind of think it's probably related to the fact that my stepmom bought me the fucking Playboy channel <laughs> on my 16th like that, a childhood that, trauma that, like, yeah. that's some that like straight up that's some fucking weird shit isn't it like it, that is fucking odd that yeah yeah uh, and I've always thought it. That's the thing it's not like I fucking ever jacked it to like my fucking stepmom bought me the Playboy channel that's hot like that never happened. Like, like genuinely, that never happened. So, 
getting back to the best sex scene after that fucking weird interlude, <laughs> I genuinely... Because it's like, what, in terms of, like, just, I don't know, beating your dick off or something, or just, like, the like the best actual sex scene. That, that was horny, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I genuinely don't know. I genuinely don't know. Connie, and you're missing the obvious choice here. It's obviously Showgirls. Oh, in the fucking pool? In the pool, yeah. Okay, that's a good shout. But that almost feels like saying that's the best sex scene. It's like you're missing something, like, crucial. Yeah. What, like, actual, any kind of realism or... Because, like, Don't Look Now wasn't hot or anything. Because that was like, all right, it's them trying to get over the death of a child. Like, I'm not going to fucking jack my dick off to... They, their kid fucking drowned in a lake and now I get to watch them have sex... You know, I'm gonna no. come, all, come all over the place with that. You know what I mean? So it's like, right? I gotta think about this. Okay. No, I, I, I don't think I do need to think about it. Like, I want to ask Mark, what's the best sex scene, Mark? What's well, the best sex scene? What? I've got another good one. Well, go on, watch another good one. The um, the one with Barney off of How I Met Your Mother from Gone Girl. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah there you go. that's the Where, best yeah, sex scene. I love that one because she literally <laughs> slits his throat. I've said this dozen times on the podcast, so if you're new listeners... That is the best it, sex scene. Uh, yeah, where she literally slits his throat and then uses him a human fuck doll to get herself off on his death throat. Yeah, there it is. But, also, Slither uh, with uh, Sharon Stone. Oh, Gone Girl is the sound as well and the music it's like that entire thing is like the most fucked up cum shot of all time yeah what's that one beautiful no um, Gone Girl Girl. it's beautiful I want to watch that again I always want to watch Gone Girl (laughs) okay so I think we've got a fairly definitive (laughs) Gone Girl is the best or no, no. Gone Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, the next one, Ian, is from your delightful co-host. Um, <laughs> not not me, by the way. Um, which child character from cinema would you punt into a lake? That little cunt from A Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. I reckon you could, you, could, you, could, you could ball him up and give him a good height. Easy. Charles Wallace... Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Killing I, I you would be for the better... No, that would be for the betterment of mankind. No one needs that shit. Tremblay's character from Room. Yeah, I love. Go on. All of them. Would it just be all of them for you? Um, oh, fuck. I didn't think about my answer for this. Um... I don't know. Come back to me on It's a deep question, that. Deep question. Yeah. Fair play. Um, and then there's a lot of conversation here about Ian's new Twitter account, so let me just scroll past that. Don't know that squad. I think it does. Hang on. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. 
Uh, Ian, uh, Tom, again, at Mr. Tom Ripley. Ian, how many beers have you had now? Um, I'm actually only on my fucking... I'm really pissed off about the fact that I like brew dog beers considering their business practices. And I know Noel is like, his fucking hair is probably on edge talking about brew dog. Yeah. It, I'm the same with them. They're not punky. Ian. I boycott. I know they're not. It just, if, if anyone can give me a beer that I actually genuinely legitimately like as much as punk or Elvis juice, I will happily move. <laughs> I've been drinking a lot of virtuous recently. It's lovely, is that? I just don't. don't, don't the old brewery. It's not sold. It's just not sold round here. Yeah. Well, you just need to get it like sent over then. <laughs> Fuck it. That's like a lot of effort. <laughs> you can order it online. Fucking <laughs> order it online. Yeah, and then like wait three to five days. Yeah, right. Have a search. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, I've had, I've had I've had a few, a few fair play. Uh, right, Noel Meller, <laughs> what's the better Loring based podcast trio, Dude and a Monkey or Thirty Five Millimeter Heroes? Dude and a fucking monkey, Thirty Five Millimeter Heroes can go fuck itself. That thing is in the <laughs> bin, and may it be consigned to the fucking shit pile of history. <laughs> Oh. Jordan McGrath is a motherfucking turncoat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he doesn't listen. We know that. <laughs> the thing is, I don't think he does listen. We will go to his wedding next year and he won't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do, you think, do you think he'll be invited? We're going to stealth podcast at his wedding as well. <laughs> to, to, to be fair, right, real talk right now, because again, I don't think Jordan's actually going to listen. We better be fucking invited to his wedding, considering, like... I'd be upset if we weren't. He's still on the boy chat. He's on the yeah. boy chat. We talk. I still... I, I consider the man to be a friend. The fact that yeah. it appears that he hasn't watched a single film since his last written thing for Verite, I will not <laughs> hold against him. As long as we go to his wedding. <laughs> Has he, has he forgiven you yet, do you think, for calling him Admiral Arthouse? He didn't like that. He really didn't like that when we called, the, we called him the Admiral for a while. <laughs> no, yeah, but the, the thing is, he went from Admiral Arthouse to, I will literally not watch any films. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I, uh, God bless that boy. I love seriously. I, I dearly, I love Jordan. He is the the, the most sincere dude, and yes. there is not a rot, there is not a bad bone in that man's body. He is lovely. Yeah, he's also a fucking turncoat. <laughs> first night, first, first night, night Jordan, Jordan is amazing. First night a beautiful thing. First night Jordan is the best thing. First night Jordan when he grabbed that. I, I, I'm going to say it that. Um, black chick's ass. Yeah. Um, and chance to be like, "Holy heck, sister!" At her, or something <laughs> like that. It was, it was magnificent because it was one of those moments. I thought, Shit, this could go one of two ways, and it went the best way. And it went the best way. She turned around and just, just screamed in his face, but in a nice way. Um, and then that's it. No best mates. 
that was an epic night. That actually was that. Was that for? That was that was for Mike's. That was Mike's one. Mike's. What is it? Where? When? When? <laughs> we went on a. Oh my god! Is that the night when we went on a massive trek trying to find a karaoke bar for Ian? No, that was that was the night. That was night of Mike's wedding. No. Was that was the night of Mike's wedding. No, that was that was the night of Mike's wedding. We took, we, we we literally we, we we took fucking full advantage of that free bar yeah. and took yeah. we, we carried out like a fucking crate of Peroni. Yeah, that's right. We like literally took a bunch <laughs> of beers out. <laughs> fucking crate. <laughs> we were just walking, drinking, and trying to find that karaoke bar. We, we never found it. We never found it. We just got shit faced. But no, we found that R and B bar instead, didn't we? Yeah. Um, no, that was that. Yeah, that was the night before because uh, Ian, because Donna was pregnant. Yeah, Donna time. was pregnant. That's right. <laughs> so Ian had, Ian, Ian had sat up this for a little bit longer, then gone back, and me, Jordan, and uh, Duncan, and yourself um, stayed out. And there was a point in that night where we were in mm. one of the bars uh, and. Uh, me and Jordan sang the entirety of Gangster's Paradise to you while you and Duncan kept on trying to interject and going ah, ah, but we wouldn't let you and it was only after we finished that you went that wasn't Gangster's Paradise that started playing <laughs> <laughs> we thought we were singing along to Gangster's Paradise and we sang the entire fucking thing what was and the song? Out, not something that didn't even sound like Gangster's Paradise nice was that when we stayed in that apartment and it had all the stuff down in the... Yeah. That was good. Yeah, that was a good apartment, that. Enjoyed it that. Was, that, that was fucking... That was, that, was a, that was fun. First night, Jordan. First night, Jordan. Legend. Fucking legend. Yeah. I just want to go around to his house for pizza. His Instagram pizza game's strong. Yeah, yeah. So you've got pizza on the Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Questions. Any more questions? Any more? That was it. That was it. And sorry to anybody that was bored by us just having a little trip down memory lane there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was it for questions. I'm not apologising. Fuck them. He was doing the shit, but I'll take over now. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, was. sorry. No, no, you will not take over, you bastard. Right. So, that is it for this week's show. On next week's show, we are going to talk about the Meg. We are. We'll maybe talk about the Equalizer 2. I, I, I'm game for the equaliser too. Yeah, definitely. We'll see what happens. I'm going to talk about Christopher Robin. <laughs> oh God! And well, yeah, that 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 will probably do it. So we'll see what else happens. I'm I'm going to go drink a couple more beers and then go to sleep. Uh, thank you to my co-hosts as always, Becky, Mark, Timmy. <laughs> How is Timmy? Is he still staring at you? No, he's um what's he doing now? He's on his wheel and he's off his wheel. And now he is scurrying around and going through his wooden hidey hole. Now he's going through his seesaw. Is that He is a, like he's nocturnal and he's fucking awake. Our, we've got um, Becky's dog is laid on the other sofa looking miserable staring at us because we're not paying him any attention and um, Boycat is looking like he hates the entire fucking world laid on the floor nice we, Boycat we have... is also what I will say has developed an annoying habit of 
like halfway through the day now, on, on an evening, he goes up to his ball and puts his hand into it and just hits his ball because he knows it makes noise and stares at you. And that's him saying, I want feeding. Bet that's fun. He's a shit. He's, he's doing a right little prick at the moment. But it's since he almost died. Yeah. Oh, is he, is he um, like, flogging the old, I almost died, feel sorry for me? Yes, he yeah. is. Well, and I think, because we thought he was going to die, um, we were quite nice to him, and obviously quite happy about the fact that he didn't die, so we're also still quite nice to him, and... It would create a monster. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a bit too used to it. Hashtag prick. cats are pricks. <laughs> he is. He is a dick. Well... I'm, I'm going to leave. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave you two to it because I've got a feeling you might not have eaten yet. We've not actually oh, Fuck me, guys. All right. Bye. Fuck off. See ya. Bye, Bye guys. Yeah. Good night, audience. Bye. Say